Most studio owners decide to open their fitness and wellness businesses because they want to help people and add more meaning to their lives. Their heart is in the right place, they're great people, but scaling a profitable business that feels incredible to own and run is trickier than ever before. So where they get stuck is no one's ever shown them how to run a wildly successful business without the overwhelm and the chaos. Plus, they're doing it all alone. Until now. Welcome to the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast for ambitious boutique studio owners who are allergic to average and know they're capable of more. They're just missing the how. I'm Dozer, your host, CEO and founder of the Geronimo Academy, and together with my crew and my community of owners and managers who are the doers and the implementers, we are on a mission to pioneer a better way to own and operate a health and fitness business while building a life you love, not hate. So if you're ready to push the boundaries, level up your money, meaning and impact, and stop doing it alone, then you're in the right place. This is going to be raw and unfiltered, zero bullshit. So take a deep breath, strap yourself in, and let's get fucking started. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Dozer, your host. Today, I'm going to talk to you about something that is going to have the potential to transform your business, okay? So I really want you to lean in on this. On our third day of our summit was our big tactical upgrade day. We went through two important segments. One was around AI, prompting, scripting, and using AI to produce on the spot, like marketing materials and lead marketers that would normally have taken a studio owner weeks to do, which means that they would never have done it anyway in the first place. They just wouldn't have done it. The second part was around email marketing. And it astounded me when I asked everyone to put into the chat, how many times a week do they nurture their email list? It astounded me how many zeros and ones there were, right? Because here's the thing, guys, your email list is a gold mine. You don't even realize it. In fact, the latest email marketing stats show that it's a 38 to one return in terms of ROI on your email list. So for every $1 you spend on email marketing, it's a $38 return. I know for myself, like it's how I grew my studios, but it's also how we've predominantly grown Geronimo. Like for so long, we didn't do any paid ads. It was all email marketing. So today, what I want to be able to do with this episode is help you change your perspective on email marketing and give you the actual tools, the structures, some templates, and some best practice principles so you can grab this episode and actually implement this into your business straight away and start generating revenue from your email list, which are leads that you paid for somewhere along the way. You just haven't activated them, okay? So the first thing I need you to understand before we go into it is this thing about There's now buyers and future buyers, and there's non-buyers, right? So if you can imagine a rectangle, if you draw a rectangle and then just a horizontal line across the rectangle, the bottom half of that rectangle, 50% of all leads that you generate are non-buyers. They're never going to buy, right? But of the 50% that are buyers, only about 20 to 30% are now buyers, which is like within the first 30 to 60 days. They're the now buyers, which means that the majority of your buying segment are later buyers, are future buyers. And the best way to keep knocking on the door with those guys is just to nurture them through your email list and knocking on their doors and going, what about now? What about now? And just offering them value along the way, okay? So who this will benefit are studio owners that are really savvy and know that surely there's more to growing a business than relying on giving Zuckerberg money 
for Facebook ads and Instagram ads, right? We always say never build your house on someone else's land. So what we do in the academy is that we empower our members to learn about email marketing so that they can actually take control of what is actually your number one. Like the big perspective shift here for you on email marketing is your email list isn't just a passive database, of contacts that you've generated along the way of people who have said no. Because I think that's the biggest perception that a lot of studio owners have is these are people that all said no. It's like, no, they just said not yet, right? But it's an active asset that can actually drive future growth and engagement for your studio. So I'm going to go into some best practice principles and I want to actually talk about some stories about how people in our academy utilize this and generated astounding results, okay? And then like from this, you'll know how to generate revenue from your list every single month instead of searching for new leads and just getting stressed out because you got a $27 lead on Facebook, which is like, so it's just, that's just such the old way of doing things right now, okay? So in terms of best practice principles, we ran an email copywriting masterclass and these are the sort of top six best practice principles that I need you to understand firstly, right? So with any type of marketing, be it email marketing or even just copywriting for your Facebook ads or just how you're appealing to your members to get them to sign up to the challenge or to a summer survival winter warrior or something like that is you've got to get into the conversation happening in their heads right now, right now. So the better you know your ideal member, the more you'll be able to connect with them and convert. So this is why you can't just copy someone else's copy right? You've got to get into the conversation that's already happening in their head. So if you can kind of get into that conversation, they'll go, God, geez, these guys just know me. And then the know, like, and trust accelerates. And that's when you create conversions. And conversions always happen in conversations. The second thing is you've got to actually build a relationship with your list. The biggest thing that we see people make, particularly the ones in our community, we've got this thing called the Parachute Campaign, and it's the number one email marketing campaign that we get every single studio to send every single month. That's going to start to decline in effectiveness if that is all you're sending your list. If you are that friend that just keeps turning up and asking your other friends for money and you don't check in with them during the month and it's the only interaction you have, well, I've got news for you. Like They're not going to like you for very long. Okay, So the same thing here as a business. You can't just email your list when you're asking them for money. You've got to actually build a relationship with them, help them out, give them results in advance. So that's the second thing. You've got to build a relationship. Don't just ask them for money all the time. The third thing that's been a game changer for our owners is instead of writing as if you're broadcasting, I want you to write as if you're writing to one person. Write as if you're writing to me or write as if you're writing to that one member that you are visualizing as your perfect member avatar, write to her or write to him. Don't think that you're broadcasting to a huge list because the energy of that email is going to feel so different and it's so much more intimate. Again, back to that second point around building a relationship, it's so much more intimate as if you are writing to one person. So that is a really cool trick. The fourth thing is we see a lot of our studio owners kind of procrastinate because they're trying to build the prettiest, most glamorous HTML fancy email marketing templates with like flashing fucking, it doesn't matter. Honestly, it does not matter. Time and time again, by far, our most profitable, most powerful emails when we have the studio as well as in Geronimo is plain text. Plain text works best. And I want you to think about this, right? Back in the old day of like direct response, uh, letterbox drops and stuff like that, the godfathers of that practice used to talk about, 
you know, when we used to go to the letterbox and bring out all the envelopes from the letterbox and we would get to the kitchen counter, we would sort them into two piles. There was the pile to open and then there was the pile to throw away. So the pile to open were obviously like the bills and anything with red all over it because, you know, things were overdue. But it was also the ones from your friend. The ones to throw away looked obviously like junk mail. Okay, so every time you send out an email, the way that you structure your subject line and I guess the way you train your audience on what's going to be inside those emails is you want to get them opened, read, responded to, and clicked. They're the four big things. So you want to get in the friend pile. You want to get in the open pile. So that's why I think plain text works best because it's literally just an email from me to you about something important that I think you're going to find some value in rather than worrying about fancy email marketing templates and stuff like that. The fifth thing is you've got to find your tone of voice. Make it engaging. Make it how you'd actually talk. Be real. People know when it's not you. And people know if it's just, you know, marketing vomit that you've just like ripped out of chat GPT because maybe you've been a bit lazy. When I showed the audience all of my examples of the most powerful emails that I've sent out over the years, everyone was commenting in the chat about how conversational they were, how informal they were. It didn't feel like it came from a corporation or a business. And that's the point. It's like a person to person. So find your tone of voice. If you're speaking to mums, you're going to probably sound a little bit more empowering and a little bit more like that best friend. If you're emailing to lawyers, you're probably going to sound a little bit more professional and a little bit more, you know, like you've got your suit jacket on. So you've got to find your tone of voice and you've got to match that with the audience that you're emailing back to the first thing I said, which is like get into the conversation happening in their heads. Now, the sixth thing, and this is the thing that I think I really want you all to grab onto, is just practice, fail, practice, fail, practice, fail. Like nothing's going to break. You're not going to kill anyone if you send an email that no one opened. Okay, it's okay. Like just try different lengths as well, right? Small, medium, large. You know, one of my mentors taught me that the best emails come in shirt sizes, small, medium, large, extra large. And using the different types of lengths keeps your audiences fresh and guessing and sort of interested in in your stuff and easy to digest as well. So they're six best practice principles that, you know, really set the tone for just like laying the foundation for what I want you to think about when you're doing your email copywriting. Now, take a pause. Reflect that back to how you're currently doing email marketing, if you are doing email marketing. Does that make you more or less intimidated? If, if you know that it's actually about relationships, if you know that you're just writing to one person, plain text works best, you're going to find your tone of voice and you're just going to practice and fail and just get into the conversation happening in their heads. The, our audience, actually, they thought like the pressure was taken off them because they didn't have to try and like create the most beautiful email template and like be a really good marketer. You're just being a person, having a conversation with like, your most valuable prospect. So I want you to grab that and run with that. The other thing that might help you along the way are applications that I use that really help. This is really tactical now, right? But here are four apps that help me write emails every single week. The first one is the Hemingway app. The Hemingway app is a really clean interface with zero distractions, and it helps you write essentially like you're writing to a fifth grader. So as you type, it helps you write better because of the way that it color codes your paragraphs, et cetera. The other thing is ChatGPT. I use ChatGPT not to give me the copy, but to brainstorm ideas with me. Um, I have a notes file in my phone that says, 
brain dump and I use that in Notion and it's just a shortcut on my iPhone. But if I'm walking around and something reminds me of something else that I can use as a segue into like an email that I want to send my members, just go straight into brain dump. I think if people get the blank page jitters because they sit there in front of their computer looking at a blank page and go, fuck, what do I write? Well, if you've got a notes file that's just got like some thought starters and brain dumps that you've accumulated along the way. It's going to make it a lot easier for you to get started on something. And then the fourth one is like uh, something like a Notion or Evernote or Apple Notes to keep a registry of what worked well so you know you can do more of that. Okay, so they're the four apps that really, really help. Now, I want to go over some powerful copywriting frameworks. There's three frameworks that most marketers know, but there's the fourth one that is one that I tend to use that I might have kind of stumbled upon or made up myself or just as an amalgamation of a few others. The first one is the Problem Agitate Solution, or PAS for short. So what you're doing there is the Problem Agitate Solution is the hook is a problem that grabs, you know, within the first two to three seconds, grabs the audience, grabs the reader, and then the second and third lines actually agitate that same problem. So it really brings them into the, I guess they call it the pain cave, to really feel that problem. And then when you provide your solution, it provides what they call the relief of that story. Okay, so I've got examples of all of this in the show notes. So I'll give you an example of the PAS, right? So the problem might be struggling to find a fitness regime that doesn't feel like a chore, question mark. So quite often, it's a bit of a question at the start. The agitate is, we've all been there, order the same old gym routines, unmotivated and seeing little to no results. It's frustrating, demoralizing, but you know you've got to do something about where you're at. And it's like, fuck, that's right. And then the solution is like, enter the whatever, like it's the studio name or it's the program name, where fitness meets fun and results. Our unique blend of classes, personalized coaching and vibrant community will reignite your passion for fitness. And then you've got like the call to action after that. That's a typical, you know, problem agitate. So we use that in emails. We use that on ad copy. It's really powerful. The next one is the story lesson slash epiphany and then offer. This is really great for using it for case study type emails. So you can go, Emily, once a newcomer to our studio, was struggling to commit to any fitness routine, often feeling lost and disconnected in the vast world of health and fitness. You can talk about like her job as a corporate, like the day in the life of Emily. Like you can really start to build a story around that. But it wasn't until joining our series, like our studio, and then experiencing our diverse and inclusive classes, something clicked, you know, a bit of drama. And here's the epiphany part. It was like, ah, oh, that's when she realized the power of a supportive community-driven fitness environment was what she was lacking, not more equipment and long, boring workouts. It wasn't just about the exercise. It was about the belonging and the growing together. And this is at the heart of what we offer at your studio name. We're not just a studio, we're a community that uplifts and transforms each other. And then you can have your call to action off the back of that, your first class is on us. And then you can literally in the email, you can have a call to action button or a hyperlinked phrase that gets them to book into their first class. So that that's a really strong storytelling one. And for thousands of years, like we've told stories. Okay. So that's why that really works. And then the next one is the attention, interest, desire, and action, or the AIDA framework. This is the framework that we've taught you guys before in terms of writing better copy for your ads, but it obviously also works for emails. So the attention is like looking for a fitness routine that actually excites you, like big attention-grabbing hook. And then the interest is at your studio name, we break the monotony of traditional gyms. Our dynamic classes from high-energy spin to calming yoga are designed to keep you engaged and motivated. 
That's some interest stuff. And then you pump that up a little bit more with some desire. So imagine being part of a community that not only supports your fitness goals, but also inspires you to push your limits in a fun and welcoming environment. And then the action, the call to action is take the first step towards your fitness journey, love, then blah, blah, blah. You can have your CTA off the back of that. The difference between marketing and just a story is the call to action. Okay, you've got to tell the reader what you want them to do next. This last example, and I won't read out the sample of it because I'll just supply it in the show notes. But it's one that I'm seeing as a reader of newsletters, an increase in people using a structure like this, which is the interest jacking hook. I'll explain that in a second. So an interest jack is basically where in the world of PR, they talk about news jacking. So if something just broken out in the news, a brand will kind of use that news article or that interest to write off the back of that but make it somehow a story about their brand. Now, Ryan Reynolds does this remarkably well. Ryan Reynolds, I think, has become a billionaire now. That's with a B, a billionaire by this thing that it's now called fast advertising. Fast advertising. So basically, he's got this like tequila brand. I think he owns like a, a soccer football team or something somewhere and a couple of other things. So he's made all the money, not just from his movies but from his team of marketers that basically scour the internet for what's trending at the moment. And then really quickly, they ride the back of that wave and create advertising for any of his brands off the back of what's trending right now. So it's like an ultra fast turnaround. We're traditionally, I used to be in advertising, we're traditionally at least to take 12 weeks to 16 weeks for production to media to like, get something out on screens, they do it within three days. You can do this in your emails. So right now we're writing emails about like Christmas or we're writing emails about, you know, what's happening seasonality. In Geronimo, one of the most profitable emails that I wrote recently was around studios closing down because of all the studios that were closing down in the news. I did a podcast episode about that as well. So you see how we've interest jacked and then we use a metaphor to segue into the offer. Okay, so it's an interest jacking hook and we use a metaphor and a segue to create the bridge into what we're offering. So there are examples in the show notes about how we've done that. I really want you to focus on the Die Hard example, as in the movie Die Hard. So they're the four powerful copywriting frameworks, the problem, agitate, solution, the story, lesson slash epiphany offer, and then the attention, interest, desire, action, and then the interest jacking hook metaphor, segue, offer, framework. So now you've got the best practice principles, some apps that help, and four frameworks. Like by now, you guys are almost legit copywriters, okay? You guys are almost legit copywriters. Now, let me tell you a story. In our community, we have, you know, two to three times a month, we do like a doing session where studio owners join the Zoom room and they bring what they're currently working on and together we make it better and then they deploy it off the back of the call. So like proof of people making money, like legit money off the back of using this, Alex from a, a women's only studio down in New South Wales here turned up with her parachute campaign, which is just a routine campaign that she would send out once a month. But we used these structures and we also use more of the best practice principles. So one thing that Alex needed to improve on was writing to one person. She also needed to get into the head of what was happening. You know, her, her market was mum. So like into the head, into the stories happening in their head right now. And then we developed a second and third email off the back of that, which kind of like accentuated the story. 
And she sent that email out and she hit her October sales record with one, two, and three emails. Like it was a sequence, one, two, and three. She hit her October record with three emails. And the best part about this story is she was actually quite stressed because her leads weren't working. Like her Facebook leads weren't working as well as they used to because I think the market was fatiguing a little bit with that particular offer. So again, like where most studios would have gone like, oh my God, so stressful. I can't grow my business. Her email list became her savior. That's the goldmine team. That's the goldmine. But it wasn't just Alex as well. Like Scott from over in the US, I taught this other email template called the spear, the short personalized expecting a response that I got taught by a couple of my mentors and a couple of my mentors, they've built multi, multi seven and eight figure businesses off the back of emails. When I ask them how often do they send emails, they just ask me whenever you want to make money. Like whenever they feel like making money, they send an email. Like it's just, that's just how, I told you, 38 to one is the ROI. So Crash turned up to one of my sessions. I taught them the spear email and the second and third thing that needs to happen off the back of that. And Crash sent that out. He made a mistake actually with the email. He, he made a mistake of putting the wrong date in his email. That was complete fluke. But what it did was it generated a lot of engagement. A lot of people writing back saying, hey mate, um, I think you meant and then the right date. It was it felt like a Black Friday thing. Anyway, he smashed his sales record by sending one email that had about two or three lines of text in that one email. And he couldn't believe it. He goes, I have never generated this much money for doing the least amount of work. Because like we've taught him how to make sales on the phone, sell via chat, doing rollovers, shit, like all that stuff. But all it needed to take was him sending this one email with about three lines of text in it and a mistake that he made, genuine mistake that he made, and he made all these sales. And there's so many other stories just like this. So as you're listening to this, I'm, what I want you to grab from this is it doesn't take much for you to just be able to start this today, right? Because that's the homework I want to give you is just start. Just send the next email, right, to your marketing list, your non-member list in your CRM right now, and just see how you go. Just see how you go. Now that you've got the copywriting tips, right, now you've got some copywriting frameworks under your belt, and you're going to find some examples in the show notes of actual emails that I've sent, just grab one of those and send it, right? What I want you to really think about is like, stop procrastinating this, because like the stuff we hear all the time is like, oh, I don't want to harass my list. It's like, you're not, you're not. Like the typical email user, which is all of us, right? We get about 75 emails a day. That's between all the different inboxes that we have and some of it goes to spam, promotions, et cetera. So between all the inboxes that we have, we get about 2,000 something emails a month. Let me tell you, if you're going to send one email a week, you don't exist. And particularly if you send zero, you legit don't exist. So you're nowhere near harassing them. <laughs> People that say like, I don't have time to sit down and, and make a marketing email. I just went through that. You don't need to, mate. It's a plain text email. Like, in fact, they work way better than some flashy design stuff done in like HTML. Like, you don't need to get in Canva and design it. You don't. The plain text stuff, mate, take the pressure off. And the third thing is like, I'm not a marketer. Well, can you speak to people? Yes. Then you're going to be perfect at email copywriting. Trust me, conversational emails work best because it highlights the real you and the other person on that email because you're writing to one person. They're also a real person. So it's just having a conversation. You've just totally been overthinking it. Don't overthink it. I want you to be able to grab everything that we've just done and talked about and actually implement this and really make it. Like if you can start emailing, you know, one to three times a week over the next 90 days, 
I guarantee you, like I genuinely guarantee you, you're going to be amazed at how much money you're going to make from your email list. But not only that, how much more you're going to be able to serve your community out there. You're going to future-proof your business of like a big pipeline of people that you've actually helped in advance of asking them for money so that when you do send out the next sale email, which is once, you should be doing that once a month, then it's going to work so much better. Like it's happening like countless times in our academy right now. Okay, so instead of waiting for the next $27 lead to come through or stressing out about what Zuckerberg will do tomorrow, what if he's going to wake up one day and go, do you know what, guys? I don't think I like gyms and fitness studios on here anymore. You can't advertise it. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to be able to point back to this episode and go, do you know what? The big dog's head. Emails do 38 to 1 ROI. He's given me some best practice tips. He's given me some structures. He's, you know, shown me how to take the pressure off and just make it easier for myself. And he's given me permission to fail doing this. Practice fail, practice fail, practice fails. And that's when I took the pressure off and I started doing this and it fucking worked. Completely changed my business. Okay, so grab one of my examples off in the show notes and send out the email, right? Come up with two to three emails a week and just nurture your list, nurture your list. And then once a month, at least, you send out your sale email. We call it the parachute, which ideally there's about two or three follow-ups off the back of that as well. And then come and let me know after 90 days how well it went. I cannot wait to hear from you. All right. That was a lot. That was a lot. But I've been talking about this forever and I will continue talking about this. And this year, I'm going to really make it a big focus for us in the academy because I just see so much potential here with these studios and I'm just playing the old tier. And I don't think anyone's doing it remarkably well. So I think that's a huge opportunity to really extend yourself from the market on that. Team, I appreciate you guys so much. If you know any other studio owner that loves tactical episodes like this, something that they can do like right now, please send this over to them and also hit me up on Instagram at hey.dozer and I'd love to know how you've implemented this stuff into your business and any questions you might have. I'm totally cool to respond back over there and probably better over there than any other channel at the moment. Love you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If something resonated with you, then do one of two things. Either leave a review or send this episode to a mate who's in the industry who might need to hear this. But if you want more right now because your head might be spinning and you're like, all right, those, that what the hell do I do right now? Then in the show notes, you'll find a link to where you can book in for a free 15-minute checkup on your studio where we get to have a look at how you're going right now and where some of the kind of quick win opportunities are to get you moving faster. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And if you're listening to this right now, I want you to know that I love you, I appreciate you, I'm grateful for you, and I'm in your corner. You are on the right track, and I believe in you. So keep going, and I'll see you next week.